Welcome to the Potrepreneur Podcast. This is Tyler Dietring, and I'm here with, of course, everybody's favorite, Nick Burns. How are you, man? They don't call me hottest in the office for nothing, Tyler. Uh, I think it's cutest. Yikes, huh? Cutest. cutest. Yep. That's a huge demotion, but I guess we can talk about that another time. Demerit. It's actually demerit. Demerit. Okay. Um, yeah. So today we are here with John Love, and John Love is a man of many talents, as you will hear soon. And we just got done talking to him for thirty minutes, and I wish we were recording because picked up a lot of stuff. I hope we can cover all that. I mean, we could we could have like three or four parts in this. Yeah, um, I, I think uh, so. We may have to have another part sometime soon, but. I'm excited to hear, you know, kind of uh, for him to share his journey on where he's been and where he's at now. And he's just, he's part of a really cool business model now. And uh, I hope we get some time to touch on that, but there's just a lot of things to cover. So, so let's just jump in here. Um, man, John, thanks. Thanks for joining us today and uh, appreciate you being here. How, how are you doing today? Doing well. Doing very well. And you live Thank in Amarillo, correct? That's correct. That's your full time. Amarillo, Texas. Yes, sir. And Flew in just for the podcast, yeah, right? Just, well, yeah. <laughs> flew in on his, uh, in his Chevy, jet. yeah, Chevy Silverado <laughs> yeah. jet. Um, how's the weather here compared to Amarillo? Um, it is the same except for humidity. Yeah. 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 It's a little bit drier. Um, y'all had more rain in one day than we've had all year. So, wowzers. Wow. So, my yeah. family is in Western Oklahoma and it feels like you're closer to the sun. It just, mm-hmm. like, it just, it's yes. so, but mm-hmm. then you come here and it's a humid hot. Mm-hmm. It's just a different kind of heat. It's, yeah. um, it's interesting if you've ever experienced it. But um, anyways, I'll have to come visit Amarillo sometime. Come on. I'd love to. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's jump into this. Kind of tell us a little bit about your journey kind of early on. I know you, um, you've done several different things. So let's, let's kind of hear about your kind of journey from early on in leadership. Okay. Um, well, just uh, business-wise, yeah. you know, the first thing, my first job out of college I worked in a manufacturing facility uh, called Texpray. We made chemicals for the electronic industry. Um, didn't enjoy that all that well and, and wanted to get into engineering. So my background right before that, I got a chemistry degree. Mm. So uh, my wife and I decided us to pick up, pull tent, tent stakes and head out to Lubbock, Texas and got my engineering degree. Um, and from there is kind of where my, I would say my professional career started. Um, after I got my, uh, civil engineering degree, I went and worked for a general contractor called Western builders. Uh, Mm -hmm. they were a $150 million company, a year company. And I worked as a project manager for them. And did you start as a project manager there? What'd you start as? I did start. Well, um, I started as an intern, uh, before I graduated and then they hired me. And I went straight into project. That's management. incredible. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. At a company so, like that, that's pretty impressive. I um, mean, cause you're not working on small projects. I mean, no. you're talking big projects. Here. It, was, it was fun. It was, yeah. it was a whole lot of fun. They gave me a lot of, a lot of rope and got to run and it, it was a whole lot of fun. Got to Very work cool. with some really good guys. And I think Very it was cool. really, they knew that the superintendent was awesome. Oh, okay. And all I needed to do was just ride his coat. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe that, but we'll, we'll touch back on the GC side here in a little bit. Um, so what, what was after that? Um, after that, uh, from there, uh, we made a lot of contacts. And through one of those contacts, we found out about a business that was up for sale. It was a subcontractor, uh, and he was ready to retire. And so uh, we made an offer on the business, and, and I left general contracting and mm. And became a subcontractor okay uh, and sold doors and door hardware and okay bunch almost of, like the the hank hill sell propane and propane accessories yes <laughs> yep that's exactly <laughs> right propane are they out of amarillo texas is uh, hank hill where's he from yeah no it's it? not amarillo texas I, I and if he was i probably wouldn't tell you yeah. that I'm yes like, that'd be no. hilarious <laughs> nope oh boy okay so (laughs) doors and hardware did you install or just supply um we supplied most things but we did have uh option to install yeah so sure did yeah we've we've not we i have thought about that industry here in tulsa because there's so few Mm -hmm. of them and the Mm -hmm. ones that we use um i hope you're not listening they're not really that good yeah and so 
I've seen that as a big gap in the in the market right now. It seems like it seems like there's a lot of people. It's like, yeah, we, we provide, but we don't install. Oh, there's right. so many. And, and then and then you're like, okay, well, uh, who, who installs? Okay, well, who installs? And then you ask the framers hey, are like, yeah, the framers are like ten times more than we're not should. touching it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or oh yeah, we'll do the install, but we, but we can't provide them. Yeah. You're like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's guys. wild. How you can guys could make a lot more money if you just yeah. provide and yeah. install. I'd, I'd have to say that the door frames and hardware business and Division Ten, which is all, all the accessories Specials, we yeah. we're just the trash man we're yeah. just picking up the trash everybody else threw away and yeah but but it's lucrative i mean it's it could be really profitable uh, i i'm gonna say new no <laughs> yeah oh, it's wow. super hard because it's it's real competitive the the mm-hmm. manufacturers have their their boys that they like okay and so it's hard to get into some of these larger okay. jobs and um and then you know you're it electric you know, when I worked in general contracting, if you wanted to have a good value engineering, you want to get your cost down on a job, you looked at the big three or four mechanicals, for sure. your electrical, HVAC, for sure. um, you know, your concrete, yeah. you, you know, things like that, the big things. Yeah. The way down on that, the very last one on that list is, is yeah. doors and hardware. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't even, because yeah. I mean, you're, you, you save me $5,000 on $10 million. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't that just doesn't help. Yeah. yeah and so it's it the reason so you have to you have to go and get more jobs mm. and and so what makes it hard for what you're talking about is like those guys are hustling on 25 jobs Correct. where your electrician has three yeah and so uh it and makes so it a lot how did you market yourself how did you go out and find business in that um in that business that it's a all all construction is very relationship driven for sure incredibly relationship driven and uh western builders where i worked i thought it, it had a lot of relationship there but it's still um we still got three bids and things like that but most general contractors have their guys they have yep. their team yep and so the, having a relationship with somebody's a giant deal so um having a relationship with general contractors that would just come to me and say hey would you bid this job and supply it and and a lot of times install it yeah so that i would say relationship talking to general contractors and honestly going to architects and talking to architects to get them to specify my product for sure those were the things that we did to gain business absolutely and so after that what i I mean on that note how did you start the business how did you um, kind of bootstrap it from the beginning or how did you guess acquire the funds to start the business well, so um, like I mentioned earlier, we we purchased a business, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what started. And we mm-hmm. quickly purchased another similar business. So mm-hmm. we combined two okay. competitors and made them into non-competitors. Yeah, they were and, us. And you were saying you were kind of getting creative on how you acquired the funds. Is that correct? Right. And so um, our particular experience was is, is we went to a big bank. You know, yeah. that's what you do if you yep. need money, you go yep. to the bank. Yeah. And so uh, we came up with a business plan, um, and we can talk about that some other time. Yeah. Um, came up with a business plan, took it to our bank that we'd been using, which was a large bank, and uh, the loan officer said, "Looks great. Now all we got to do is look at the financials of the business, look your at your financials, your balance yeah. sheet, and let's see." And then I got to take it to a board, yep. and then we got to talk to this guy and that guy, and yep. hear about you know couple of weeks, yeah. months, and we bring can your firstborn because we're going to need him. Too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so we were, we kind of got discouraged at that. So we yeah. started looking at other options and we did end up doing bank financing, which is, you know, again, the standard way, but we did it through a small hometown bank, uh, from where my wife was from yeah. in Hereford, Texas. Yeah. And, uh, we had access to the big wigs there that yeah. could say yes and no. You know, it's, themselves. it's interesting. I've worked with banks, quite often and um you know they say things like hey we just we just can't do that or we can't do something like but they do that for other people sure you know Mm -hmm. like they they manage their risk appropriately for what they're comfortable with Mm -hmm. well if they know you and they know what you're doing and what you're about they'll be more likely to take a risk on you if they yes. know the direction you're going. I try. And I think that's kind of what you're alluding to with your business plan. If that kind of shows the direction you're going, mm-hmm. is that correct? The business plan does. Yeah. Yes. But no. also it, it's so important to have the business plan yeah. plus the relationship of them knowing, because right. really whenever you go to a loan officer, they have to tell a story to the VP or the, mm-hmm. or the president of the company. Mm-hmm. 
hopefully you're just talking to the president, but you have to tell your story of the direction you're going. And if you can't accurately or uh, efficiently tell your story that people can get behind, they're not going to give you a bunch of money. That's a huge deal. That's yeah. a giant deal. And um, a business plan, it, it seems really daunting to yeah. think about and to produce one. Yeah. And so, but it is the biggest thing that can help you with it. It's either, if you're on the line, it's the biggest thing to get you a yes for sure versus a no. Yep. And it's, um, and even when it's not on the line and those guys still don't feel comfortable with you, but you present them with a plan and it's just the best guess plan. Yeah. You know, you've probably heard about the, you know, in military, you know, the best laid plan rarely survives first contact hmm. and but that's not the issue there you like you said you're creating a sense of comfortability yep. in yeah. what you're doing yeah what uh without getting into the details like what all does a business plan in your mind include um okay so uh, a business plan as best you can there's there's several different steps um first of all just simply what are you doing? What is the business? Yeah. What do you plan on doing with the business? Yeah. And and what's your future yeah. goals with the business? Yeah. And um, all of that, there's several things that that revolves around. First of all, again, just kind of customer base. Yeah. Uh, what are your products? What are your inventory? Will you have inventory? Yeah. Um, how you manage your inventory? Yeah. Um, are you going to install? Are you, you know, yeah. different um, another part of your business plan is a big giant deal, your experience for sure. Uh, not only your experience in the field, but your experience, possibly, hopefully, um, taking risk. Yep. Uh, can you run a business? Yeah. Um, it's a big deal. and then obviously your financials, uh, you need to have not only what are your current financials of the business, um, but going through the, the profit loss of the business, but then showing what are your one year, three year, five year, 10 year projections of that business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think it's not only that, but the projections, but how are you going to get to those projections? Exactly. What's the plan? Yeah. What's the marketing plan? Mm -hmm. um, how are you going to find business? Are you just going to go door to door? Are you going right. to have um, email campaigns? What's your history of doing that successfully? Mm -hmm. There's so many different things to that, but I think the important thing is what's the direction you're going? What is, what is, what are the projections? And then how are you going to get there? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's so important that you accurately describe that because, because okay. if they give you, let's say they give you $500,000, they want to mm -hmm. know that the direction you're going is something that they believe is possible. Yes. Right. Well, it's, it's, I mean, those guys are treating it like their money. Yeah. And so they want to feel comfortable with it. Absolutely. And really, I mean, it, you talk about a business and you, you look at it as a great big corporation, but you're really talking to a person and you've got to get those guys to buy into your business. Yes. And so I was just thinking about this just now, you know, if that's you and you're trying to you vet this person, you're trying to give this other person along, what would you ask? Absolutely. And what would make you feel comfortable? You've got to feel comfortable. This isn't a checklist. Yep. When you're getting into this, it's not a checklist. So yeah. you want to throw at them as much as you can for sure to make them feel good about that. Oh, he does know what he's doing. Yep. I'm going to, yeah, 500,000. You need a little bit more. I Absolutely. mean, yeah. you want them to feel like that. So business plan encompasses all of that. Yeah. And it, it's hard to say, you know, you need these five things. Yeah. You probably could do those five things, but you might need six or yeah. seven. It's yeah. also different on. Yeah. It depends what on your, your industry, is, what the, business, what the yeah. industry is. Sure. Yeah. Well, you'd, uh, you'd kind of mentioned it earlier. Uh, you said that, you know, going to the bank and getting a loan is kind of the simplest, like that you just go to the bank and, and right. get your loan for your, for your business. Um, you've also mentioned that you guys have bought several businesses, whether that was consulting and helping others or your own. Mm -hmm. What are some of the non-traditional ways you can buy? Like uh, owner financing would be one that kind of comes to mind. That's right. O owner financing is another really good one that a lot of people really don't think about. Um, and the own the the seller sometimes is hesitant. You know they really want all their money up front. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, but most of them will be you know willing to do something like. But owner financing is a really big deal. Let the guy that kind of mentored us, he bought it from the guy that hired him. He took over the business that mm. he was an employee at, and um, he got a share every year. Mm. And that share, you know, say let's just say it's ten million dollars in ten shares, so it's a hundred thousand dollars every year came out of the profits and went to the 
the previous owner. Wow. And so after five, you know, two years, mm -hmm. you, you have two shares and the owner still maintains eight mm, yeah. and, uh, each year that changes. Mm -hmm. And so that was one way, mm -hmm. uh, we had a friend that did a really creative way. He, he went out and asked for investors and, uh, he, what, again, kind of that business plan, that business plan was for those investors. And he said, okay, this is my plan. Here's my business. Also, here's what your money's going to do. Mm. Here's how I'm going to pay you back. Put a name to the right. Actual. And so here's the, here's how I'm going to pay you back yeah. every year. We're going to pay this much money out of the profit every year. You're going to, I expect that you're going to get your money back after 10 years, but after 15 years, you'll get a certain amount of profit, yeah. you know, and he just detailed it out for them. Mm -hmm. And so that was another way that I've seen um, mm. happen. Um, there's, there's a lot of ways to, to raise funds for those things. It's, but it's, it, it takes creativity. And yeah. that guy, I was really impressed. He had a great idea. We, me and my wife were like, that's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> what and do you, did it. um, we didn't talk about this earlier. What, what advice do you give? And I'll tell you what mine is after you tell me what yours is. What advice do you give someone who says, Hey, think about starting a business. What do you tell me? What, what is, what is the first things you think of? Um, what business? Yeah. That's the very first thing I yeah. think about. I'd, you can't just go haphazardly yeah. into whatever. Um, if you're going to do a business, you need to, to stay in your lane yeah. and you need to know what, what you're good at and make sure that that business jobs with what you're good at. Yeah. Let's mm -hmm. say, let's say it's a cabinet guy. He says, Hey, I'm really good at making cabinets. I've been working for this guy for eight years. Mm -hmm. I want to start my own cabinet company. What do you tell that guy? What is your first set of, um, advice? well, first set of advice is like, okay, first of all, how are you going to sell something? Yeah. Who's your customer? Um, cause you got to sell something for sure. So, okay. Who's your customer? Secondly, okay. How are you going to make these cabinets? You know, what, what are, what are, how are you going to make what you're going to sell? Mm -hmm. Um, how are you going to develop what you're going to sell? Yeah. Um, and you know, again, kind of what your finances look like. Absolutely. Are, are you at a place that you can take a hit for even? sure? Yeah. Um, can you lose on a job? Yeah. Can you lose on, <clears throat> or what if it takes you a year to, to get the customers that you need for sure and you're scraping along? Can yep. you, can you keep that going for a year before it just starts taking off? Yep. Mm. Um, those are probably some of the, the biggest things. Yeah. And I think that's interesting. Um, just, you had several questions. You didn't give advice. You asked questions, which mm -hmm. I think is interesting. But, um, you know, if anybody's listening to this, they're thinking about starting a company, they're kind of kind of toying with the idea, go to someone who's done this before mm -hmm. and have them ask you these questions. Right. And if you don't feel comfortable answering these questions, you have no business mm -hmm. starting that company because yes. these are all real things that you're going to come across. Mm -hmm. And if you can't face them now, you're not going to want to face them later when they actually come up. Um, you know, my first, <laughs> my first set of advice when someone tells me they want to start a business every single time is don't do it. Do not do it. Mm -hmm. Don't do it. Don't yeah. do it. And here's the thing. I think the biggest kind of key to business ownership is just almost like, I don't know what the word is, but definitely persistence, but almost like a, like people are going to tell you that you shouldn't be doing it. If you're starting a business, you're going to have several people tell you you shouldn't do it and you can't do it. And they'll tell you reasons why you can't. And if you still want to do it after that, then mm -hmm. you maybe set out, you know, you maybe cut out to do it for sure. Know? Because yeah. it's just so difficult. There's mm -hmm. so many things that are going to go wrong. And if you can't handle that first set of someone telling you, Hey, this is not for you. Do not do this. Mm -hmm. Then, don't do it. Just please do, just don't go down that road because you're going, you're going to have just extreme hardship, mm -hmm. tons of problems. That's what it, it, that's what owning a business is, is problems and handling yep. the problems. You mm -hmm. know, whenever you're an employee, you don't see the things behind the door, but people are taking care of your problems mm -hmm. and you can pass those problems off. But now yes. you're the man mm -hmm. or the wool man. You got to take care of that. <laughs> yep. Right. Well, I, I would think that, I mean, you, you can start a business and 
you know, not really have a purpose, but I would imagine if you started a business and had a purpose for starting that business, it's probably going to be a lot more successful, right? You've got to have focus. Um, you, there's, there's just so many things you can do so many things. Yeah. And even in, even in my little world, when we did door framed and hardware and, um, I started thinking, well, what if we did this? And what if we did that? And um, a bunch of guys are going, whoa, yeah. wow, slow down. Oh, you can do all of that? Yeah. That's, you know, and, and becoming good at one thing and and doing it in a fashion where you can kind of, and I don't want to say control it because I, I feel like that that isn't the entrepreneurial spirit, but but you, you've got to be good. Yeah. And you can't be half at what you do. You yeah. got to be, you got to be all in. Yeah. And if you're, if you're being distracted elsewhere yeah so that's why you got to know where you're going yeah because if you don't know where you're going then you can follow a lot of rabbits for sure um one quick thing i want to touch on and then we'll jump on to kind of what you're doing now um what is like a huge win that you had early on that you were just super excited about that you felt like was hey we made it this is incredible this is it um hmm I'm not really good at focusing on wins. Yeah. I, I kind of get, I kind of let all the other stuff hit me pretty yeah. hard. And yeah, you're so a true you, entrepreneur. Yeah. And so, you know, when you don't do something yeah. right, or you, but um, really kind of the wins for me, um, you know, when, what I talked about earlier about when you have a client and they come and talk to you mm -hmm. specifically. And when I first started um, getting those customers that would come in and say, yeah. um, would you bid this? And we're like, sure, I can, I can yeah. bid this for you. He's like, okay, great. Um, let's go ahead and do it. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, you're not getting another number. Yeah, that's you, it. You're not getting somebody else to look at this. Yeah. And, you know, even sometimes when they call you up and say, where's my product? And I said, well, I, you didn't, I yeah. didn't know I was supposed to order it. For sure. And he was like, well, you're my guy. That's you got to order yeah, it. That's that's awesome. Funny. And those are, to me, those are, were great ones. Absolutely. And uh, there's a lot of other big ones, but yeah. but in general, that to me, that's what just gaining me. the trust. Yeah. So what's what's a big loss on the other end? What's a big <laughs> loss you thought, man? I'm, I'm just, as, one, just, yeah, one, just one, just one, just one. Yeah. As Joe Exotic would say, <laughs> I am never going to financially recover from this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's a couple that I that even I was telling this one of my partners um now currently in a different industry she was uh one of our employees and we were, i was telling her about some jobs that we both went through and one of them was a hospital it was a giant job mm. when i turned in the bid i was going to you know going against a, a big competitor that was way bigger than me i actually worked for him when i was in college and um and i was super nervous i didn't think i was going to get in i turned it in and then then the thought was like, oh, shoot, what if I get to what if I get the job? Yeah. <laughs> what am I going to do? And some of the, the, the things that got me was just the, my lack of timing, my, um, my inexperience. Mm. And that was on that job. It made that job tremendously, very difficult. And it could have been a really good, fun job where I gained a great customer and, and I, I didn't lose a customer, but I didn't get one. Hmm. And that those kind of that job and a couple other jobs kind of haunt me. Hmm. That was when you were with the door company. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And so what happened? You just you didn't see some of the details on what was specced or what happened on that? Oh, uh, first of all, I I didn't get some paperwork turned in on time. Okay. And so I was I was a little behind. And then door frames and hardware, one of the hardest things about door frames and hardware is it's incredibly detailed. Yep. Mm -hmm. And you've got to have all your Left hinges hand, right and hand. right your door you know, hardware what kind of door hardware yeah. all the door holes oh, yeah. in the door for yep. the hardware yep. in their exact right yep. spot yep. yep 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 and so one time i missed it i did a instead of a 43 i put 40. Oh. and so i had to go in and fix a whole bunch of frames <sighs> that were installed and painted and everything <sighs> and that was that was one of those things that made that hard. And we had a couple of those. Yeah, and you still lose sleep over that, I'm I, sure. No, just the other day. I'm out <laughs> of that. I've been out for two years and I'm dreaming about it two days ago. So it's not. Well, you, you kind of mentioned that uh, your your big win there was um, 
it, it kind of, you know, kind of referring to earlier part of the conversation was like just serving others. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess kind of transitioning into what you're doing now, um, you know, what is your thought on the difference between an industry where it's more so smaller profit margins and larger volume versus larger profit margins and smaller volume? Um, you know, because what you're doing now is HTO, uh -huh. and I'll let you speak more to what that is. But sure. Um, so, what are you doing now, and then what do you? What is your kind of difference on those two pieces? Well, what's funny is I, I you had it kind of wrong a little bit. We had lower profit yes. margins and you know lower volume. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, uh, it's and like you have high profit. Yeah, and I have high, super high profit margin because you want to sell a lot of tea and yeah. you want to make a lot of money. But so, you don't make as much profit on tea as you do like a, a commercial as a building, profit right? margin. I do. Okay, yeah. you're okay. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. getting yeah. it. Twi I'm twisting it up here. Yeah, okay, that's right, Nick. So, that's right, Nick. smaller. Sorry, smaller. I no. guess individual purchase amounts. Yes, and, yeah. and yes. larger volume yeah. versus mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, okay. that's so, right. This is the joke I've been wanting you yeah. to tell for like three episodes. I, now. I've been. That's I've, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. just missed the punch. The, jo the joke is just me. Hey, but this is beautiful, right? Yeah, this is good. I have not this started a business, so I'm yeah, happy to go. be here with you two guys yeah, hanging good. out and getting that's to learn right. a couple. It's kind of fun. So, yeah. 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 We all get to learn from each other. Right? <laughs> well, I I love what you know, I was doing contracts that were forty the one contract I told you was a hundred and fifty thousand dollar door hardware. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. So a hundred and fifty thousand dollar door hardware, you know, that's five percent of a contract of a total contract. So that you know, it was a fifty, hundred million dollar contract. Uh, for the general contractor. And so now we're selling $3 items. And I'd, on that other one, it was there's just so much pressure to get it done and so much pressure to get it, things done correctly. And and um, you're part of a, a cog of this machine. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing I didn't you know tell you about. It's just like when doors don't show up, it's a big deal. You know, it's a big it giant deal because people like doors and because they're coming at the end of the project yeah. and people are trying to get it done. Yes. And so you, it's so much pressure for so little profit and uh, it's just tough. So now I get to sell, you know, three and $4 stuff where I do have to sell a lot of it, which I'm willing to go out and get that. But, but you know, kind of what we were talking about earlier, I can now, when somebody's mad, they're mad about tea and you're like, I mean, it's tea. Yeah. So, so if you're mad about it, I'll get you another one. Yeah. And here it is for free. And here's a free one for next time. Yeah. You come here's in. two of them. Yeah. Here's yeah. two free ones. And yeah. so, you know, here's, and so it's so much easier to make somebody happy and to, to do, to do something that makes an impact in somebody's life. And, and I say that it's, it's tea. It's not making an impact, but we, we really do. Our customers, they know us and we work really hard to make sure that they feel special. And when somebody feels special, we get to make an impact on them yeah. and whether it's small or large yeah. and we get to do that. And so, um, that's what I like about what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, I don't know about a lot of other industries, but what I'm doing now, that's what I like about it better yeah. than the other one. Yeah. And you'll have a repeat client if they feel something when they come in. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Get to know their name, eventually their kids, their dogs, yeah. and it makes them feel special. It, it's a giant deal when you say, Hey, Nick, how are you doing? And you're like, you know my name? Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And so HTO is a franchise. That's right. That <laughs> you've purchased the rights to in this area. Correct? That's correct. Yes. And so kind of tell us about that process, how you picked the Tulsa area. Cause you're mm -hmm. from Amarillo. That's right. You do not live in Tulsa. Mm -hmm. um, kind of tell us about that process on like the selection of HTO as a mm -hmm. franchise to buy and then the market Tulsa in particular. Sure. So real quickly, uh, HTO, um, the original store was called Texas Tea, mm. and that was started in Amarillo, Texas, where I'm from. And so the people that started it, um, his son played football and, and baseball with my son. And so I got to know him really, okay. really well. Cool. And, um, and in addition to, you know, I told you earlier that we wanted to be entrepreneurs. Um, while I was working as a general contractor, we looked into doing a tea company on our own because there were some successful tea places that most people haven't seen before. It's a really interesting concept, but we're in Amarillo, they're everywhere. For sure. And so it's, it's just interesting. If, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. It's kind of like a hub for 
new yeah. tea franchises. Interesting. So there's two, there's three tea companies there. And they're um, national or? No, of, they're just local. Okay. HTO is the only one that franchised. Okay, got it. And so um, we just, it has become the culture in that town. Hot, hot and so, dry in Texas. Yeah. yeah. It's hot and dry. Got to have no, tea. Exactly. Tea. Sweet tea. <laughs> Sweet tea. There you go. And so we were going to do that there in Amarillo and just, we were going to purchase some land. We made an offer on some land and oh, it wow. sold three days before we made oh, wow. the offer. And so it was real frustrating and we kind of hung that up. And when this opportunity came along, we we're like kind of stirred that back yeah. up and uh, we we're excited about it and we knew the owners and um and again kind of going back to it's all who you know uh, so we talked contacted him and said hey we want to purchase a franchise um you know amarillo amarillo and tulsa are incredibly similar really um and in the fact of like their amarillo is uh, almost two hundred thousand people and tulsa is quite a bit bigger than that but they're both very hometown mm. Um, there's a town just south of Emerald, Lubbock, Texas. Mm -hmm. and they're just a little bit bigger than us. Yep. But I would say they mimic Dallas. Oh wow. Where we mimic more like like Tulsa, mm -hmm. to be honest. Where it's more of a hometown feel where you got a lot of local uh local restaurants, local this town supports local in, in yeah. like I've never seen for sure especially for a large metroplex yeah mm -hmm. and um and even inside the suburbs you know Broken Arrow supports Broken Arrow and yeah Bixby yeah. supports Bixby it is Jake support you know it's it's really interesting people love supporting those people that they go to church with or yeah they their kids are in school with them and yeah. so Tulsa was really um but we didn't know that at the beginning I'm going to have to come clean. We chose Tulsa because it was the largest Metroplex closest to Amarillo that okay. didn't have the franchise For sure. already purchased. Yeah. Yeah. So it's more of an so, opportunity instead of actually knowing yeah. anything about the city. Well, um, Tulsa is actually closer than any large Texas city uh, to Amarillo. Is really? That, that's the, really? Uh, Lubbock is the mm. closest and oh, it's wow. not all that big. Yeah. And then um, I can drive to Tulsa quicker than I can get to Fort Worth. And that's the closest one. Oh my wow. goodness. Yeah, I know. So, kinda, so how far, so how far away is Amarillo from here? Uh, it's uh, five and a half hours. If you, okay. you know, stopping at gas yeah. and yeah. snacks or something like that. Um, it's kind of interesting that you say that uh, about Tulsa as far as kind of the local feel. Mm -hmm. um, I've got a friend that just moved here about a year ago from Canada. And they'd kind of left during COVID and all that stuff that was happening. Mm -hmm. And they came down here and just happened to come through Tulsa and stopped by the gathering place. And they decided they were just going to move here. Yeah. Just gonna they're going to move here. Mm -hmm. And his wife was pregnant. They're, they're like, we're going to move here. Mm. And they said all the exact same, you, yeah. same things you just said. It's like, it's kind of this big city, but it's kind of yeah. not though. Yeah. yeah. And I think that that's beautiful. I love Tulsa. Yeah. It's, there's so many neat things here so yeah. many neat things yeah. and then when you walk in those awesome things most of them are hometown yeah places like yeah. you walk into a giant chain here and it's like ah it's okay yeah, you know, yeah. i'd rather go yeah. to 18 other places for sure <laughs> you know you're, you're just like yeah. olive garden is almost like a fast food restaurant you yeah. know you're just like kind of weird just doesn't taste very good for sure yeah. tell me a little bit about the um you know kind of the difference between franchise model and starting a new business so let's mm -hmm. say what would be the differences if you're going to start a tea company in tulsa versus you're starting a franchise with hto what are you sure. what are you getting in return because you're it's pretty capital heavy to be it, it is very capital heavy yeah. and especially for a three dollar you know Absolutely. five dollar transaction um what i'll there's lots of, of great things um then there's lots of not so fun things but some of the really good things is is you've got a a proven product yeah um so for rt i can say that it is blended for us for for, sure. for us so but if i started my own company and for yeah. me to do that to get a tea that's blended for my store you got to create your own recipe super hard yeah. right and so uh with a lot of things it's that way and so you you got that you've got mm. a good product you've got a a and we didn't talk about this at all um in business um having um 
procedures is a huge deal. Mm. It, it can make or break a company if yeah. you have procedures or don't have procedures. Absolutely. If you haphazardly do something or if you do something on purpose. Yep. Mm. And so we already had procedures. That's great. We already had a marketing plan. Yep. The semblance of a marketing Roughly. plan. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, and then we got a lot of support from corporate, but even more so from other franchisees actually far more so our uh, my relationship with my other franchisees is a is a huge deal for me yeah that's incredible yeah because yeah. you can see kind of you know you can look at another market like oklahoma city or somewhere nearby and yeah exactly see what they're doing and mm-hmm. compare your numbers to theirs and say hey is this is this what you're saying yes what are what are ways you're getting people in the door kind of thing mm-hmm. like that no, that's a it's a really big deal. So that those are some of the biggest things between a franchise, and that's why we chose HTO is is that we have a rec- well, we're working on a recognized yeah. name. Yeah. yeah. On so jumping back to the the capital discussion, um, you know, I'm not going to ask you specifics on too specific, but how did you come up with that capital to start the business? Did you get creative, or was it hey, we've got a nest egg that we want to put towards this and Yes and yes. Yes. Um, so, so some external yes. and okay. I know we, we came up with the capital all of our own. Okay. Um, so that was probably and still is a really tough situation. Yeah. Um, because uh, we are creating a market. Absolutely. We, we brought a new product to a, a market that has not seen that product. Yeah, because we don't know what HTO is. Right. And so most of the time, if you want tea, you go to Quick Trip yeah. or you go to Sonic or yeah. McAllister. Exactly. And nobody's seen this concept before. So you say, hey, we do iced tea. And they're like, yeah, cool. I could get it there. Uh, it's over, over this other But place. once they come in our store, yeah, they feel then great. it's a completely different story. But it, it's been hard to get that, um, to convey that message. You're having to educate the market. That's right. Because the market has not been educated. That's right. So I think that goes back to the, marketing discussion yes and so what in the john love business plan for hto tulsa what how are you getting people in the door what is your plan to get people in the door so that's a that's a funny thing um and again uh, tulsa is its own place and so we've tried a lot of things that we were coached to do and most of them have fallen flat Hmm. um like the online marketing social media social media has been really hard that's what we mainly do that's what our our uh, corporate has focused on with social media um doing a lot of of other things um we did flyers we did um we did some advertising the biggest thing that has helped us is what we've started recently is that we are at we're trying to be at every single event that we can be at mm, yeah where we are touching a bunch of people yeah yeah and so we went to rooster days i saw a, that today we're at there's a giant softball tournament going mm. on in broken arrow mm. where i didn't know this they have a hundred college coaches coming to this tournament nice. to yeah. watch young wow. ladies play softball that's cool yeah. it's a big deal wow yeah those things are happening here in tulsa yeah. And so, um, you know, Broken Arrow Baseball does a lot of the really uh, real similar things. Mm-hmm. There's these big tournaments. So we're doing that. You know, there's there's a lot of other things being at the gathering place, um, being at, a, you know, wedding events and things like that, where we're getting in front of people. And what Tulsa really has responded to is us being in front of them, mm-hmm. us saying hi, and for them to know our yeah. names and us to try to know yeah it's back to that thing the relationship they can they see john love or whoever's working for you and they're Uh like man i it's a good guy yeah i want to get some tea from him and we've got some good people that are carrying that that you know have taken that baton and run with it and so yeah i want to talk about the people but i want to step back on the marketing for real Uh quick so let's say you go to these events um softball whatever it is what are you doing there are you taking tea you're handing it out are you setting up a booth selling it what is what are you doing um okay so people people put value in what they are willing to put their dollar into and so we sell our product um and not because we don't i'd i mean it obviously it's better on my end too but really um you get buy-in so if you get something for free i i gave away a lot of free tea yeah, i remember a that tremendous amount a of ton. free tea. Yes. I remember that. and i 
we got kind of a good Some response. Return. Yeah. But once we got once we started selling them, we were at the art walk the other day. Yeah. And that was probably one of our first big not not first, but it was one of our better um nights. And you know, we sold team. Uh we everybody loved our team. Yeah. We got lots of people coming to the store from it. Oh, that's great. And but it just created some buy-in. Yeah. And so um I may have gone down a rabbit trail on that, no. but that's that those are the things that have, that have been really successful other than like giving it away. Yeah. So we go to every single event that we possibly can. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um jumping on the people, the people side. Um, how are you finding people? How are you keeping people? Everybody keeps saying there's this labor labor Mm -hmm. shortage. How are we going to get people? What are you doing for that, John? So, um, okay. So first of all, uh, when we first started, it was like, you have a beaten heart. Yeah. Come on in. (laughs) Let's let's get this going. You have to be legal. You have to be over 14 or 15 and you know, things like anyway. So, um, we were just taking anybody. Mm. And, you know, we had a lot of success with that. Um, I, I, we put that out at first. I was trying to find people who we were asking everybody and we had a skeleton crew when we opened, but the minute that we opened, the very minute we opened, I was turning people down after that. Oh, great. And I think the reason was, is because we had an app, we created an atmosphere yeah. that people yeah. wanted to be there. Yeah. And I can't say that we, um, you know, we've got a lot of high school, a lot of college, a lot of younger uh, people that were working for us. Um, they just liked being there. And that was yeah. a big deal to them. Yeah. And I don't know. Yes, money is a big deal. But just as much, people want to feel like they are important, yeah. that they make a difference, that they enjoy coming for to sure. work, that they, um, that, Atmosphere. me as uh as their boss as an employer yeah appreciate them yep. you create things like that and um it it is amazing yeah what you do and yeah. so we've gotten a lot of really good people that way um so that's number one number two the very best person that i that our best hire was our initial hire our very first hire and i we're trying to replicate this process right now as a matter of fact but um, it's all about who you know. So you call somebody up and you say, hey, I'm looking for a manager or uh, some employees. Would y'all suggest somebody? And what you're getting is somebody else's, they've already vetted this person for mm, you. Yeah. And so you call your people up and you have somebody suggest, they suggest them. And those are by far the best. Yeah. You know, you have the probability of having success is way better. Yeah. And if you go that direction or you can, you've, uh, you've talked a ton about just relationships, right? Mm -hmm. Um, there's obviously certain industries and certain businesses that are much more transactional than they are relational. But at the end of the day, like if you don't like somebody, you're probably Mm -hmm. not going to support that business. Right. Yeah. Um, were these things, and and especially what you're talking about with the atmosphere, I think that Mm -hmm. that's absolutely true, right? If you hate where you work or you're probably not going to like it, you're probably not going to perform very well either. That's correct. Yeah. Were these, were these things that you learned along the way, or are these things that are kind of just ingrained in who you are as a person and how you operate day in, day out already? So I, my very, um, it was my second job out of college. Um, the first time I went to college, um, I did sales and my, biggest fear was to become that car salesman yeah that was my biggest fear yeah. and so i did not want to be that so i was just like i'm just going to be who i am and go and talk with people and what i found is it took me a long time but i would find that i created relationships with my customers so i, I first of all I, I went i was very consistent about going and seeing them and when i went to see them i didn't just talk about sales and business yeah. I asked them how they were doing. I yeah, talked totally. to them and I created a relationship with them. And so um, that is kind of how I started working this. And I started seeing how it did for me. It was, I did well and I was comfortable doing it. When I quit that job and went to back to school, my, the owner of the company, which I hadn't dealt with very much, told me, it's like, you're one of the best salesmen we've had. Yeah, that's great. And I was like, I don't know what I yeah. did. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just, I'm <laughs> just going out and talking to people. And, 
our business model at the time was we had a bird dog and we had a guy that I, this is my hunting analogy. We had a bird dog guy goes flush out the bird and then another guy shoots him down. Mm-hmm. And so I went out and flushed out. Uh, the we birds. don't talk about guns on this podcast. Yeah. John, <laughs> so. we we're, uh, yeah. I don't know. He's wearing, he's rocking a slick pair of cowboy boots here. You better watch him out. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's from Amarillo. Yeah, he doesn't have Yeah. <laughs> But it just, you know, that's what we did. So I didn't really see the sales come in as yeah. much. Yeah. Um, I did learn some very good sales tactics. Yeah. And so that is that I started implementing that yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. And um, I saw a, a commercial a long time ago, and I cannot remember what was happening. I think it was a recession and people started pulling back um, their uh, outside salespeople. Mm. And they would bring them back and start doing phone calls. Mm. And, but this commercial was like for Southwestern American Airlines and it was the owner. He got out in front and said, we, we have lost our way. Yeah. We have, we are no longer seeing our people. We're just calling them up and he started handing out tickets. You're going to go see this guy. You're going to go see this guy. You're going to go see this guy. I like that. Um, that no matter how well technology is, no matter how good technology is, a personal experience in any field, no matter what, there is not one that will not benefit from a personal eye to eye connection. That's good. In my opinion. That's good. Yeah. And so that's kind of, that, again, that's my opinion. That's how I, yeah. I live. I believe that and too. to be honest, that's, it's been successful for yeah. me. And so that's, that's how we run our businesses. That's how we run our, uh, you know, manage our employees is we're just super personal. Yeah. And it's, sure. it's been, we've had, things that are bad that come out of it but uh, for the most part we feel successful that it's done real good for us yeah on that sales note you know um i don't remember who i i've told this to a couple people that want to start a business but i said you're gonna have to sell to a lot of people first you have to sell it to your significant other you're gonna Mm -hmm. have to sell them that you can do this then you have to sell it to your vendors or subcontractors whoever it is you're gonna need for sure to do the business because if you don't have people that can help you do the business whoever that is either getting product or doing work mm-hmm. then you have no business doing it and then you're actually gonna have to go and sell to clients but that's like the third or fourth person you have to sell to right and, that, and that's that's assuming you've already got the business you've got yeah. to sell a ton more before you even get there right, right. <laughs> it's wild so if you don't like to sell um that's another thing it's just it is going to be really tough mm-hmm. no matter um, and it's so hard to hire a salesman or yeah. a marketing person. And, um, you know, that's, that's a luxury to have, but you know, early on, that's just impossible. You know, so. it kind of seems like the, you know, I, I feel like sales are like just right out of the gates and I'm, you know, I'm 25 graduated in 2020. I mean, sales, whenever I think of that, I don't think of positive things, right? Which is, which is right. That's like the stigma. Yep. But I mean, to your point, John, sales is not sales as if as as most people think about it it's it should be just i'm making friends i'm yep. developing yep. relationships it's with people. relationships and providing mm-hmm. value to people you know yep. like, it's really if if you're not providing value to people and people don't trust you then it's just it's, it's not going to be a good mm-hmm. relationship yeah well yeah. i think that's why i'm here you know yeah. we tyler and i developed relationship yeah. um and that you know that's again just it's a big deal yeah. it goes way beyond business for sure um for sure it's a giant deal yeah and, and it started as a referral started as a referral and then mm-hmm. he called and kind of vetted me and you know ended up working out so yeah. but you know we had to build that trust early on uh anything else you want to hit on before we finish um, this up we need to have like a like a okay here's here's the spot what's your one thing you know yeah. like we need to mm-hmm. that's what we that's what we need to do we're yeah. you know we're kind of in the discovery process yeah. trying to figure out what we're doing for sure um but yeah. anyways to say that yeah. what what's your favorite meal john what's my favorite meal? favorite meal of all time um you've been arrested for your you've been wrongly convicted of yeah. murder you have mm-hmm. one more i've meal. got one more this is it right here what are you um, choosing i i am uh there's a lot of meals Obviously, you can probably tell I, I like. Well, you look um, great. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I, Thai food is. Thai I, food. I okay. could probably go live in Thailand. Awesome. Well, let me rephrase that. There's some things in Thailand that they eat that I'm probably not going to eat. But yeah, but um, like the Americanized like, Thai food. Yes, I I love Thai food. Awesome. So what? So what kind of Thai food then? What's the what, dish? What do we do you have a dish okay. I so I used to be this creature habit that ate one thing yeah. wherever I went. 
you know, mm. if it was McDonald's or whatever, I'd have that one thing. Yep. I used to eat fried rice all the time. Mm. Um, I love, love fried, fried rice. rice. Yeah. Oh, I'm hungry. Yeah. It, exactly. We got to break. But then I started kind of breaking off and, and so I love pad thai. Mm. Uh, pad thai is good. Okay. Jango so if there's people that are listening that um, know how to pronounce these correctly, please forgive me. Um, <laughs> I love pad came out. I love curry just about any curry yeah. i love udon noodles yeah. and whatever you put udon noodles in you can put them in whatever and i'll mm. eat it yeah. um you're offending so, a whole nation right now john yeah we're <laughs> all of our thailand listeners are yeah. they're just they've shut this off right this now. is my texas right we're gonna get canceled in my texas this right is, texas is that right. i can butcher everything oh, that's because beautiful. that's what texans do that's beautiful <laughs> we butcher every but, language including english but here's the thing is <laughs> all you, of can't, them. you can't apologize for it. you can't yeah. say that up front you just have to yeah. roll with it yeah just, no i'd probably just yeah. own it yeah exactly own it don't even yeah. don't apologize no I, we, <laughs> I butcher everything that i say yeah you know and what's funny is is that Oklahoma and Texas are right next to each other, but but y'all have te- Oklahoma has a, a more a better. Um, we don't have as much of the Oklahoma accent. Yeah, there's not. I'm sorry, the, the, the southern the Texas, southern accent. Yeah, we don't. No, not, it, it's sometimes you hear it, but not. And I think that I'm like fitting in, but everybody's like, "Oh, you're from Texas." Like what? Yeah, I thought I was saying it right. Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. I mean, I lived in New York for two years, and they for sure thought that I had an accent. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. they thought I that I, I had an accent. Normal, I, but I, well, I mean, of course, we think we talk yeah. normal, right? I mean, but uh, I mean, they were like, they were like, where are you? But they from? think you talk yeah, weird. They, they should like, hear themselves. They're like, where, where, where's yeah. you from, out there, Nick? Yeah. And I'm like, God, what? I literally don't talk. It's like not that. You should hear the New Yorkers talk. Oh my gosh. Yikes. Don't get me started on the That's Yanks. That's a classic Tyler Dietring. Yikes. Yeah, I'd, rather, I'd rather upset the Yanks than I would the people from Thailand. We apologize uh, no, to all yeah. of our listeners from yeah. Thailand. Yeah. Well, I, no. I just have to predicate all of that is just like, awesome. I'm, I mean, just don't take offense. I'm going to butcher yeah. every other thing that I you, say. You're not going to stop eating Thai food. That's no, 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 I'm not. And I've got friends from Thailand and they'll, they'll feed it to me. Oh, so if awesome. you stop, yeah, I've still awesome. got he's my the, supply. He's got a I got, I'm good Beautiful. to go. Yeah. Relationship. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, man, thanks for coming on. It was we're gonna have to do that second one. Absolutely, there's so yeah. many so many things I want to hit on again, but we just we didn't really yeah. dig in deep. And but. we literally met. I mean, you know, as you came in today, yeah. To, and of course, we we hung out and chat for a few minutes, fifteen, twenty. And guess what Nick minutes. is gonna do? So I'm probably gonna go get some. He's gonna go I'm get some tea. Go get some tea. He's gonna like, go get some tea. triple digits some, today. So no, you, it's, this is the best time to have tea. Not only that, but just like you know meeting john he's just a great guy i i want to go get tea like i want i want to support the and you know what we are actually going that way because my neck and back have been killing me i'm gonna go get an adjustment yeah uh, and uh we will be going right by that part so go get some sweet tea uh, we're gonna stop in and get some tea yeah well thanks for being on and uh, thank you we look forward to the next time and uh, man good luck to everything and we will uh talk soon and have you on again soon but this was Another episode of the Potrepreneur Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will talk to you again soon.